When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. We've now got the financial outlook for private investors. I'm joined by Ross Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We're going to discuss the world of investment from a UK perspective. And I guess, Ross, we're really going to start with interest rates, haven't we? We do. The Bank of England has, has continued its 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 moves. It's its fourth interest rate increase of, of this up. It's now got to the dizzying heights of, I think, 1% is the figure that, 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 that they've reached. And they've continued to slightly decrease, to decrease their, their quantitative easing pile from its peak of £895 billion. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the tone from Governor Andrew Bailey today, as it rather was from the tone of Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell yesterday, was a little bit less aggressive, I think, than some economists uh, had expected and perhaps some investors had feared to, to try and get the verbs right there. Um, the Fed definitely ruled out an interest rate of three quarters of a percentage point at the next meeting or two, though it did firmly stick to the principle that there could be a, a 50 basis point or half percentage point increase in the next couple of meetings. The Bank of England politely suggested that estimates of a two and a quarter to two and a half percent interest rate by the end of the year could be too high. Um, and I guess this just shows the, the the delicate balance that they're treading because, you know, listening to to, to, to the radio this morning, Danny Blanchflower, a, a form, not the Tottenham Hotspur manager and footballer, but the, <laughs> yes. the, the, the former um, member of the Bank of England Monetary Policy yeah. Committee. Wouldn't that have been a great one to get wrong? It, it written by the wrong one, yes. Okay. He, he passionately argued for an interest rate cut at this meeting. Um, wow. Yeah quite clearly said he thinks that there's a recession coming that banks are going to have to uh, that are actually getting getting the timing of their of, of their tightening wrong and i think this shows whatever you think of central banks and i still personally find the concept that nine people in a room can correctly set the mm. price of money and, and that's for all the fact that they're bright well-intentioned well-intended people um it shows the difficult situation they're in because you know the bond yields are, are clearly suggesting in the short term that they're behind the curve and there's that sense that they're admitting as much because their transitory story has been jettisoned and the Fed is moving in 50 basis point height leaps for the first time since 2000. And yet at the same time, there are concerns that if they tighten too fast, that the economy could could hit the buffers and there's a recession. So it's kind of, we lose out through inflation because we can all see the damage that's doing to consumer confidence and consumer spending power already. Just ask Boohoo, Jules, and, a, and a Next, and a host of retailers for details to varying degrees of mm. of, 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 of difficulty. Uh, and we all know that in the end, interest rates will increase the cost of mortgages. It will increase people's interest burdens, companies or governments, or and, and, and potentially crimp spending. And interest rates, and we're drawing QE, will potentially put the blocks on stock markets and perhaps potentially reverse some of the wealth effects that central banks have tried to engineer over the last 10 or 13 years. So it, it is a difficult balancing act. Some will say that central banks have been unlucky. Nobody could have predicted COVID. Nobody could have predicted the Russian invasion of Ukraine. 
Some will say this is a bed of their own making. They left policy too loose for too long, have let bubbles jibble along uh, and, and, and uh, let monetary policy run to a point whereby, what, is it, what was that number? Was it 75% of all dollars in circulation ever have been printed in the last two or three years or something quite quite? Oh, you told us this a few weeks ago. I can't remember so, exactly what you said. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. And, 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 and inevitably, you would think that money would go looking for a home at some stage. So some people will say they've been unlucky. Some people would say they've, they've brought this entirely upon themselves and have painted themselves into a corner. Um, I, I think it's interesting that it is, I mean, if you look at, I mean, just looking at one or two things that have cropped up recently, like Lucico, the, and I hope I pronounced that right, the, the electrical wire maker that had a profit warning yesterday, they said that companies, because of supply chain worries, had unintentionally overordered last year and were now pulling back on orders this year. So that's a further wrinkle. If you know, if you've seen companies double ordering, um, that could mean that last year's economy was actually not as strong as it looks on a real basis, and that central banks could indeed be tightening at, a, at, an, at an importune time. Uh, and if you look at things like the NFIB smaller company survey in the US, that peaked 2017, 2018, then rallied because of stimmy during lockdowns, but has eased off again since. And so you know. You, it felt as if the economy was slowing as we were going into the pandemic. Then we got stimmy to sort of sugar rush everything. And now that stimmy is wearing off or even being withdrawn. It, it does slightly feel as if the economy yeah. is slowing down again. Uh, Ross, good moment just for us to pause for breath. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rhodes. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Private Investors on Share Radio, where I'm in conversation with Russ Mould. I mean, Russ, to put it politely, the two of us have been around the block. We're no spring chickens. I mean, to us, the idea of 1% interest rates being something we people have got to be worried about. I mean, 1% is just should be neither here nor there. It's rather appalling that people are worried about interest rates set by the central bank of 1%. I, I think that shows how much debt there is in the system how the recovery from a debt-fueled great financial a great financial crisis that resulted from debt, the, the, the attempted solution has been to shovel more debt into the system to keep the plates spinning. And I think it reflects, you know, the degree of leverage that's built up in the, fa- in the financial system as well. You know, you can look at, you can follow the margin debt, the amount of money that's been borrowed to pay, to buy shares uh, on FINRA, the FINRA website, one of the US regulators. It doesn't cover everything. It doesn't cover hedge funds, for example, necessarily. Or, or certainly things like leverage from you know contracts for difference, uh, which we found out to our cost when the Archigos uh, hedge fund went spectacularly thud last year. But it, it does give you a sense, nevertheless, you know, margin debt is at a record high. Or it's actually just begun to trickle off in the last couple of months. So you know, again, it does it, it does make me think that yes, that the, the foundations are relatively fragile. And you're quite right. The last time US inflation was eight and a half percent, the Fed's funds rate was twelve and three eighths percent. The last time UK inflation was, you know, five and change, um, the um, uh, Bank of England base rate was about nine percent. 
So we're, we're, we're nowhere. I mean, and, and we're nowhere near those levels. And, and nor can we go near those levels because you, you, the economy would would probably collapse under the mm-hmm. weight of its own debt. But, you know, I, I think it's it's disconcerting that you know you, you know you know Mr. Blanchard, a very smart guy, was saying, well, we, you know, we need to try and avoid a recession. I mean, we've been through lots and lots of recessions. I'm not saying they're nice, but they are part of the natural warp and weft. We went through an awful lot of them in the 20th century and came out you know came out an awful lot better off than we went into. Yeah, it. but one one of the problems, surely, it could be argued, is that trying to stave off recessions is actually inhibiting a free market economy. Where you know businesses that that are surviving, the so-called zombie companies that are surviving because interest rates are so low, should really be flushed out so that capital can be put uh, to more productive the, the, use. And we talk the, about yeah. low productivity all the time, but surely that's one of the problems. And and while it might be you know nice to throw you know imaginary eggs at the Bank of England's Monetary Policy Committee, the trouble is it, it's all of us that are in this mess, whether they got it wrong or not, and their decisions are important while they are allowed to set the price of money. I'm intrigued to know, you know, it, it's a flight of fancy, but what would happen if they didn't? Well, I, I mean, unfortunately, you can argue to a degree that's been tried, and the result was that people ended up in court for trying to fiddle the LIBOR rate. So I, I guess that's why we end up with where we, what we have, which is nine bright, well-intentioned people, in the case of the UK, looking to do their best you know and, and i think that's kind of that's kind of where we are because the free markets you could argue had their opportunity and, and made a bit of a muck of it quite frankly and so just you know very relatively briefly what do we well it, tell it's investors i mean how you know how again, do you yeah, look at the future you know, powell and mr powell and mr Bailey both spoke you know didn't carry quite as big a stick as people have been frightened and Surprise, surprise, you know, share prices went through the roof, cold went through the roof and oil went through the roof, you know, overnight and, and, and as we speak now. But I wouldn't necessarily want to get sucked into those rallies too much. My deep suspicion long run is that they will view a recession as the bigger enemy than inflation because of the debt pile that's out there. Mm. And that if you do get a serious sign of economic slowdown, there will be stimmy of some kind down the road, either from politicians and governments or from central banks. So I think, again, you've still got to plan for, for multiple possible outcomes and not be too dogmatic because we don't know what policymakers are going to do when their backs are put against the wall. Although you sense deep down that they're, you know, as they think through their seat, you know, physically and metaphorically speaking, one could argue that the politicians will look for solutions. You know, uh, history doesn't speak well of central banks' attempts to, you know, create a soft landing. I think that, you know, they probably will take their chance with inflation rather than with, um, with the recession, which means you're looking at pricing power stocks, you're probably still looking at real assets and commodities, and you're probably still having to be a little bit wary in the short term of things like um, bonds and certainly long duration assets, which is another theme like tech that we've we've talked about a lot before. Ross, thank you very much indeed. That's Ross Mole, Investment Director of AJ Bell. Uh, you've been listening to the Financial Outlook for Private Investors. I'm Simon Rose. <laughs> Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.